cannot be a miracle receiver unless you're willing to be a miracle dispenser. Dr. Tony Evans says there's a cycle to the way God meets our needs. The secret to your provision is to be a provider for somebody who needs what you need so that God can bless them and return it back to you. This is The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans, author, speaker, senior pastor of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas, Texas, and president of The Urban Alternative. We say we believe God provides, but Dr. Evans knows how easily we can start doubting that when our circumstances take an unexpected turn. Today, he'll tell us the story of a lady who learned an important lesson about trust during trials. Let's join him. We are looking at the life of Elijah to discover the supernatural. The context in which Elijah appears on the scene, he appears in 1 Kings chapter 17. While the scenario that brings Elijah on the scene is summarized for us in chapter 16, verses 32 and 33. So he erected an altar, that is King Ahab, erected an altar for Baal in the house of Baal, which he built in Samaria. Ahab also made the Asherah. This Ahab did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel than all the kings of Israel who were before him. So the context that brings Elijah on the scene is idolatry. Ahab the king has begun worshiping Baal, And he brings the rest of Israel to worship Baal with him. He not only worships Baal, he worships Baal's girlfriend, Asherah. They look to this idol to bring fertility to Israel. Uh, Let me define an idol again so that you understand its meaning. An idol is an unauthorized noun, person, place, or thing that you look to to meet the needs in your life. You're looking to it. Idols weren't just something that was there. It was you looking to that something that was there to do something for you. So in places around the world, people will worship the sun and the moon and the stars and the water and the trees. But they're not just worshiping that, they're worshiping that. They're doing that because they're hoping their worship of that thing brings something to them. When you look to an unauthorized noun or... When you look to an authorized noun in an unauthorized way, you have an idol. You don't need a tree. They could be an actor, an actress, an entertainer. It could be your bank account. It could be your house. It could be the people living in your house. When you look to them in an unprescribed way from God, you just created an idol. So before we go any further, are there any idolaters in the house? It says that idolatry ticked God off. It said it provoked him. It irritated him. It upset him that they looked to these unauthorized things to meet their needs. So he calls on Elijah and he tells Elijah, I want you to go and speak to the king and to the nation. So Elijah comes in verse one and he says to Ahab the king, As the Lord, the God of Israel lives before whom I stand, surely there shall be neither dew nor rain these years except by my word. Uh, Ahab, God told me to tell you heaven's going to close. 
No dew, no rain, and it's not going to be for a day, a month, or a year. It's going to be for years. There's going to be a downturn in the agricultural economy. Okay, who's your daddy now? Uh, Who's your God now? Let's see what Baal can do now. Let's see what Asherah can do now. God attacks Israel at the place of their idolatry because they were looking for Baal and Asherah to bring about fertility even in the land. God says, I'm going to attack your idol and I'm going to attack your looking at them to take care of you. I'm going to no longer provide because rain and dew made the provisions in an agricultural environment. So he removes the provision. Now the word of the Lord comes to Elijah in verse 2 saying, go away from here and turn eastward and hide yourself at the brook of Cherith, which is in the east of Jordan. It shall be that you will drink of the brook and I have commanded the ravens to provide for you there. That's our word provide. I'm going to first of all take care of you naturally because there's going to be at Cherith a brook of water that's going to stream down and you're going to go down and you're going to cup that water. You're going to put that water in your mouth and you're going to drink fresh water in a dry season from a private source that only you know about because I'm only sending you there as I break you away from the crowd. So I'm going to use the natural provision of a brook. But I'm going to provide for you another way, supernaturally. Because I'm going to call on the Raven Catering Service (laughs) to supply you food morning and evening. They're going to give you bread and meat. That's called a sandwich. (laughs) They're going to give you bread and meat morning and evening. Now, that ain't normal. A brook that you can drink from, that's normal. You see, in Deuteronomy chapter 14, verses 11 to 14, God tells his people, don't mess with ravens, they are unclean birds. Well, what does that tell you about God's provision? That ought to tell you that God can use hell to bring heaven to you. All through the Bible, you will find God not sinning, telling you not to sin, yet using evil to fulfill his purposes. So God can use an evil employer to put you in the place he wants you to be. He can use an evil corporation to get you where he wants you to be. So the beautiful thing about God's provision is that you never want to box him in and you don't want to be so spiritual that you miss him using ravens to address the need in your life. Those are unclean birds. They were prohibited birds. But God is so God that even the devil has to be under his rule. Ah, but now we come to verse... Seven. It happened after a while that the brook dried up because there was no rain in the land. Mm. Things went dry on him. See, um, just because God is providing today doesn't mean you can't lose your job tomorrow. Sometimes things dry up. 
Verse 8. Then the word of the Lord came to him. When the word of the Lord come to him? When things dried up. Okay. When God allows things to dry up in your life, it is because he's moving you to a different provider. Don't get all shook up when it's dried up. All God is doing is moving you up to another location. Oh, but you got to be close enough to him to hear the word. So God says to him, go to Zarephath. Arise, verse 9, go to Zarephath with belongs to Sidon and stay there. Behold, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. Okay, I have problems with this. First of all, Zarephath is the Baal belt. You know, this is the Bible belt. That was the Baal belt. That was the center of Baal worship is Zarephath in Sidon. So wait a minute now. You want me to go work for a company where folk are cussing every day and you want me to work for a corporation that doesn't believe in in you. You want me to be in an environment that doesn't respect you. You want me to go to the Baal belt? That's where you want me to go? Yeah, um, Elijah, I want you to go there because there I got a widow. And she's going to be your new provider. Okay, I got a problem with that too. She more broke than me. Okay? I mean, girlfriend has nothing. I mean, she has nothing to offer me. Widows were the poorest people in the land. You often, all the way through the Bible, see widows and orphans. They're poor. You're going to see how poor she is. So how are you going to lead me to somebody less than me? That doesn't have what I have to help me. God will often test your faith by sending you places you don't prefer to go because it doesn't make sense. How's a widow who's down her last meal as you're going to see more help me? She can't help herself. But God said, I commanded the widow and she's going to be your new provider. But he was close enough to God to hear his voice. So he arose because Elijah's a man of faith. So he's not going to just listen to God to say amen. He got up. He arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a woman was there gathering sticks. And he called out to her and said, please get me a little water in a jar that I may drink. And she was going to get it. He called and said, please bring me a piece of bread in your hand. Something about them preachers. They always want more. He said, bring me some bread too. But she said, as the Lord your God lives, I have no bread, only a handful of flour in the bowl and a little oil in the jar. And behold, I'm gathering a few sticks that I may go in and prepare for me and my son that we may eat it and die. Wait a minute. I'm confused. Didn't didn't we just read God had commanded the woman? God had told the woman, God said, I've commanded the woman to take care of you. It don't sound like she'd been commanded to me because Elijah said, bring me some water. She said, okay, I can get you the water and bring me some bread. Here y'all go again, preachers. You're just one more stuff. Okay. 
I don't have bread. All I have is flour and all the I have with the flour is to make a little something for me and my boy to eat our last meal so we can die. So it doesn't sound like to me this woman has been commanded. In fact, Elijah says to her in verse 13, do not fear. So she's scared. I don't see the command because she's scared to death because she's down the last meal. Here's this man asking for stuff. He says, make me, verse 13, a little bread cake from it first and bring it out to me. And afterwards, you may make one for yourself and for your son. Let them preachers go again. Make one for me first, and then you can take care of your family. This woman is down to her last meal. So this woman needs a miracle too, because she's planning on dying. Okay? This is our last meal. So what he's got to do is get her to move in faith. Okay? She's been commanded, but she either doesn't know it or is too scared to operate on it. He's got to get her to move in faith. He tells her, this is what I need you to do. I need you to make me my bread first and then you take care of you and your son. And when you do, this is what God's going to do. He says, for thus the Lord God of Israel says, the bowl of flour shall not be exhausted, nor the jar of oil be empty until the day that the Lord sends rain on the face of the earth. He gives her a promise from God. All this woman has is a promise and a final meal. The question is whether she's going to believe the preacher. But not because he's a preacher, but because he's saying, thus saith the Lord. Dr. Evans will talk about her decision and what it accomplished when he continues this message from his current series, Elijah. This six-part collection focuses on the lessons we can learn from one of the Bible's greatest prophets about waiting for God's provision, understanding His perfect timing, living a life that matters, and more. Get a copy of this powerful message series on CD or digital download and the in-depth DVD Bible study kit that goes along with the audio messages. We're offering them all for a limited time as our gift when you make a contribution to support Tony's ministry. So don't miss out. Visit us today at TonyEvans.org, make your donation, and let us send you the full-length Elijah series messages and the DVD Bible study kit. Again, that's TonyEvans.org, or call us day or night at 1-800-800-3222, and one of our resource team members will help you. Dr. Evans will come back with more of today's lesson right after this. Sherman James Productions and Food for the Hungry present Kingdom Legacy Live. Join New York Times best-selling author, speaker, and actress Priscilla Shire. Best-selling author, pastor, and legendary teacher Dr. Tony Evans. Worship leader Anthony Evans and authors Crystal Evans-Hurst and Jonathan Evans for Kingdom Legacy Live. Kingdom Legacy Live will be an unforgettable conference held March 31st through April 1st, 2023 in Houston, Texas. 
don't worry. For those of you who can't make it in person, this one-of-a-kind two-day conference will also be available online. Kingdom Legacy Live is a wonderful opportunity for you, your family, and your friends to gather with other believers for powerful, heartfelt worship, inspirational conversations, strategic prayer, and the unforgettable teaching of God's Word. Join Priscilla Shire, Dr. Tony Evans, Anthony Evans, Crystal Evans-Hurst, and Jonathan Evans for Kingdom Legacy Live. Go to KingdomLegacyLive.com to register now. So what does the lady do? Verse 15. So she went and did according to the word of Elijah, which was the word of the Lord. When you are convinced that what comes from this pulpit or any pulpit for that matter is truth from the word of God. Now that's the criteria, not not the preacher, but it's truth from the word of God. The question now is, are you going to act on it? Because nothing happens for this woman until she moves. She could have been there all day talking about, amen, praise the Lord, I believe you. But nothing happened until footwork was done and she did according to the word of the Lord. And what happened? It says, and she and her household ate for many days. The bowl of flour was not exhausted, nor did the jar of oil become empty according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke through Elijah. So now let me give you the secret of your provision. Elijah, we got to leave here because this is dried up. I got a widow. I know, I know this doesn't make sense, but I got a widow over there. She doesn't have much, but she's going to take care of you. So you do what I told you. You go over there and you minister to her. You create faith in her. And when you create faith in her, she's going to take care of you. But when she takes care of you out of obedience to me because you excited faith in her, I'm going to take care of her. Okay, that went too fast. I want you to go to her. She has a need. It's the same need you have. You invoke faith in her. When you invoke faith in her and she obeys me by faith, she's going to meet your need. But because she listened to you in meeting your need based on her exercise of faith, I'm going to cover her. Or to put it in the words of scripture, Luke 6, 38, give and it, the thing you give will be given back to you. Press down, overflowing, because it says, and they will return it back to you. The secret to your provision is to be a provider for somebody who needs what you need so that God can use what they need. That's what you need to bless them and return it back to you. In other words, you cannot be a miracle receiver unless you're willing to be a miracle dispenser. That's the problem with people who come and only want to be blessed, but who don't want to be a blessing. They want a miracle. They don't want to deliver a miracle. And God is not interested in folk who don't want to deliver what they themselves needed. The boy had lunch. He was willing to give his lunch to Jesus so 5,000 other people could eat. But because he gave his lunch to Jesus so 5,000 other people could eat, he had leftovers for him to take home to his family. You must be the miracle that you want to receive for yourself. And if you're unwilling to do that, if it's only about you coming to be blessed, 
which is far cry for what God had in mind when he gave the word blessing. The Bible says in Proverbs eleven twenty five, he that waters will himself be watered. He says in Ecclesiastes 11 verse 1 that you must cast your bread before you see it come back. And I know what you're saying. I know what some of you are saying. I'm reading your mind. I'm looking at your faces. You're saying, all that preacher wants is my money. That's all it's about. He got all this fancy way of saying it, but all he wants is my money. Interesting. When you go to the grocery store, do you tell the grocer all you want is my money? When you go to the filling station, do you, do you, do you, do you say, all, all, all Exxon wants is my money? When you go to the car dealership to buy a car, do you say, all, all this car dealership wants is my money? You know why you don't say that? Because they have something you need that benefits you. It doesn't bother you to go because what you get you need to drive, to have gasoline, to eat food. So you don't have that complaint. The question is, do you need what God has to offer? That's the question. And this is not just about money. It can be relationships. It can be helping hand. It can be God uh, pricking you to, to reach out to somebody who's sad because you need encouragement. So you decide, well, you know, I need encouragement. So let me find somebody who needs encouragement. God, lead me to somebody who needs encouragement. So when I encourage them, you'll bring somebody to encourage me and you'll work this thing around. And so God, lead. this is not just about tithes and offerings. It is about God being able to work through you to benefit somebody else so he can come back to you and give you the miracle you've been looking for. It's the supernatural circle of provision. It is the supernatural circle of God moving. When people move in concert with him, he invoked her faith. If I can ever get you and me and us to move in faith, not talk in faith, but to move in faith, then heaven opens up and God blows your mind to somebody who makes less than you can feed you and almost retire at the same time. You never know how God's going to come at you. You never know where he's going to come from, but you'll never see it. If he sees idolatry, you'll see a famine in the land. And it may not be a famine of money. It could be a famine of peace. It could be a famine of confidence. It could be a famine of, of stability. It could be a, there are all kinds of famines. Because you are doing what the land does, worshiping another God and unauthorized worship. So the question on the floor, is who's your source? Oh, you should feel free right now. Because see, once you adopt that God is your source, nobody now owns you. You can see, no, nobody owns you now. Nobody owns you. Uh-uh. You don't own me. You know what I mean? Because you were never my source. You happen to be the resource God is using right now. So if the economy shuts down, that was not my source. If the person I was depending on to take care of me walks away from me, you were never my source. If my stability is not a, you were never my source. As long as God is in heaven, all he did was dry me up to move me to someplace else. That means you can't be threatened. You can't be owned. You can't be, nobody go, well, well, if you don't do this like I want you to do this, I'm going to take this. Hey. Hey. It's wonderful not to be owned. (laughs) 
A man one day was lost in a desert. It was blazing hot. And if he didn't get some water soon, he was going to die of thirst. Then in the distance, he saw a little shack. Oh, at least I can get out of the sun if I can make it to the shack. He looks over to the side and there's a pump. A pump connected to a well. Pumps and pumps and pumps. Nothing is coming up. Then he saw it. A little over here on the side was a glass of water. The sign said, use this water to prime the pump. And then fill it up again for the next traveler. Now he's on the horns of a dilemma. Do I take the risk based on the word that was written underneath the glass to prime the pump? Or do I take this water And just satisfy myself for the moment. You are that man. I am that man. You can say, I'm going to take what I have, whatever the category is, and I'm going to use it for me. Get as much of it as I can. Or I'm going to believe the word. Prime the pump. He primed the pump. The pump gushed with water. And he lived for many days because he believed the word. Do you believe the word or do you just come to church? One closing comment that you don't want to miss. Because I know what some of you are thinking. You're thinking that's Old Testament. That's in the Old Testament. I don't believe that works today. I don't believe that principle applies today. So let me close by quoting you Luke Verse 24, when Jesus is rejected in his own hometown, he says, truly, I say to you, no prophet is welcome in his own hometown. Talking about himself. But I say to you the truth. There were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the skies were shut up for three years and six months, when a great famine came over all the land. And yet Elijah was sent to none of them but only to Zarephath in the land of Sidon to a woman who was a widow. Girlfriend, they made it from the Old Testament all the way to the New Testament with a new prophet whose name is Jesus. And Jesus said, let me reach back to the old prophet. He said, there were a whole lot of widows in Israel, but God sent to the only one. And the one he sent her to didn't even go to church. She was the widow of Zarephath. She was a Gentile. But because she was willing to act in faith, she was the only one who got the miracle, even though there were a lot of widows who could have gotten the miracle, but they were living as idols. But because this one foreign woman was willing to believe the prophet, a greater than Elijah is here. I am the prophet. So the question on the floor is, are you going to be that unique person that God supernaturally provides for? Does he have somebody over there, over there, over there, and over there, and over there, and the rest of y'all just go home? How many widows who are willing to trust him does he have in a crowd? And guess what? Jesus said, One good one will do. Dr. Tony Evans on the importance of giving to others out of our own needs and trusting the outcome to God. 
Now, before we go, don't forget to get in touch with us and request Tony's current six-lesson teaching series, Elijah. As I mentioned earlier, you can get the audio collection on CD or digital download, along with the companion DVD Bible study kit, all as our thank you gift for your contribution to keep Tony's messages coming to this outlet each day. But don't forget, this offer is only available for a limited time. So make a point of visiting us today at TonyEvans.org to make the arrangements. Again, that's TonyEvans.org. Or call our 24-hour resource center at one 800 800-3222, and let one of our team members help you. Again, that's 1-800-800-3222. I'll come back to tell you what's coming up next time, right after this brief word of gratitude from one of our listeners. Hi, I just want to leave a message of thanks to Tony Evans. This last year or so of my life has been really traumatic, and his messages have helped me so much to get through it. And his daily devotional I had to read ahead because it's just so meaningful. And I just want to say thank you. Okay, this is Teresa out in California. Okay, bye-bye. From Dr. Evans and all of us here at The Urban Alternative, it's knowing we make a difference in people's lives that keeps us doing this important work each day. Thank you, Teresa, and to all of our listeners who encourage us with your kind and supportive words. Well, coming up next time, when it feels like you have nothing left to give, there may be one final investment that's exactly what it takes to turn everything around. Dr. Evans will explain as he talks about the difference between regular faith and living faith. I hope you'll join us. The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans is brought to you by The Urban Alternative and is made possible by the generous contributions of listeners like you. 